Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem Feedback and Insight Sheer number 119. We're going to talk about another form of intimacy called financial intimacy, and that seems very strange. You look at that, those two words, financial and intimacy, and you say, what other two words that are such opposites that could fit into a sentence and make actually any sense? Financial and intimacy are usually two things that are so remote from one another that it makes no sense to put them in the same sentence, in the same term. But the truth be told is that money, or talking about money, communicating a healthy way in money, is an opportunity to reach a unity in a marriage. When they work together on some things like this, they can do almost anything. And... It's not just about we need to talk about a budget. It's about coming close and being connected in every financial aspect of a marriage. It's about planning day-to-day finances, discussing accounts, insurances, retirement planning, all these things that create a unique connection. We think finance and marriage is like oil and water. They don't mix. In reality, it is a very healthy thing to discuss and creates a tremendous element of unity. And truth be told, is that there are tests in monetary aspects pertaining to marriage. There is no question that when one is financially tight, it could create strain on marriage. One of the things that people fight about a lot is finances and money in marriages when they're financially tight. But do not think And it's very hard not to think this way. For people who are financially struggling and they could barely put food on the table, have trouble paying their bills, it's hard for them to accept the fact that money won't solve their problems. It will alleviate a lot of things, no question about it. But they don't understand how people who are wealthy, why should they fight about money and why should they have marriage problems related to their wealth? It makes no sense to them. But the truth be told, And they need to know this, that when you are rich and you are wealthy, it could also create tremendous marital strain because of that wealth and that money. And one highly successful businessman once said that, and confided, that our marriage began falling apart when I went from earning thousands of dollars a year to millions of dollars a year. That's when my marriage began falling apart. So for people who don't have money and they could daven Tashem for it and work through it and we'll talk about the how to make sure that it connects you. And this is really the tachlis of this shear of financial intimacy is how to use the money, the a lot of it or the little of it, to draw you closer instead of pulling you apart. But to understand that don't think if you're financially tight that wealthy people, or if you had all that wealth, it will solve your issues. You have to work on your marriage independent of it. You have Elon Musk, the richest person in the world at this point of this recording, um, divorced twice, recently semi-separated from an unmarried relationship with a third woman. Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, two or three of the richest men, also divorced. Donald Trump, three wives. Larry Ellison, four wives. Richard Perlman, five wives so on and so forth. But the key really for all of you, whether you have 
a lot in your bank account, whether you have barely anything in your bank account, is to realize that finances could impact the marriage, could create tests of it. The little of it or the a lot of it could create tests, but there's no need that it should define you. That's a very, very important aside. It should not define you. And sometimes it defines you because you don't know any better. But if, despite your financial difficulty, you're able to be calm and nice to one another, you'll be able to show your children that even though it's tight and and not having money is not pleasant, but we will always had a love and a peace and a warmth in our home, that builds up a framework that Hashem, when you do get that money, that Hashem helps you that it's used in the most healthy, beautiful way. So that's a very important thing. Now, sometimes what happens is, is that you have a budget that you work on and a wife or husband, either one, overspend on their credit card. A hundred, couple hundred dollars that wasn't available to them. And now in the next month, they realize they're, they're in a real tight situation. But instead of getting upset, you work it through and you figure out ways to deal with it, to, to look at the whole financial picture, to cut certain things. Sometimes you may have to sell a, be- a nicer car to get a less expensive car. You may have to do certain things to work it out, but you work it out in a healthy, normal way. It is important regardless. It is so important whether you have a lot of money or whether you have a little money. Now, the people who have a lot of money in their banks and they have a lot, they also have a tremendous design to have their heads screwed on straight to make sure that extra finances does not not cause them to drift apart or to cause crazy spending. Or like people who have won the lottery and, and you know the reports of the disasters that come out from the fact that they had got so much money in such a quick way and they didn't know how to handle it and then they fell apart completely. Athletes, same story. Where they, they build, they, 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 they make tons of money right away, they don't know how to handle it and they ruin their lives. So wealthy people have that in too. To be able to have their heads on straight with the right ashkafas to make sure that their money is used to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with and to work it in a way where they also have a normal, healthy, structured way of dealing with their finances so it doesn't go out of control, that there's some responsibility and accountability there, that you give the right amount of tzedakah, and that within the marriage that, that you treat money and handle it in a healthy way. This idea of thinking that money is the root of all evil is a sheker. Money is... Something that could be the biggest bracha in the world when used properly, and it could be the biggest challenge when not used properly. So even though there's an uncomfortableness sometimes, one of them is earning money, the other one's not, one doesn't like talking about money, there are times where a husband and wife really need to develop that communication and connection and talk about budgets, talk about what to spend and not to spend, work together on things a good etza also is, and this is a very healthy thing, everyone according to their own um, financial means, that you make a decision, for example, that you and your husband, you and your wife both agree, that if we are to make a purchase that's over $200, in some financial situations, you could say the 
it's $500. If you're more well-to-do, you may say it's $1,000. But whatever the number is, you choose a number and say that before we make a purchase or a series of purchases that will add up to more than that amount of money, that we talk to each other, that we touch base with each other, that we connect with each other. Or we both decide in, in, in situations of how to get free out of ourselves of debt and the credit card, get consulting, move everything to an interest-free card, and then try to pay it off little by little, whatever it is. Bill Ramsey, all the, all the advice that he gives, and so on and so forth. And this could help tremendously in marriage. This could help tremendously to give you a menuchas nefesh, even when things are very tight. So remember this, remember again, that both affluence and financial deprivation can strengthen marriage when they face it together. And finances impact the marriage, but they don't need to define it. Either whether you're wealthy or whether you're very tight financially. It makes no difference. And for the sake, for the ongoing marital intimacy, both spouses, husband and wife, even one of them is not really into it, they need to know the basics about their own financial bottom line, where they're holding, what they have saved, what they owe, what tzedakah they give, and so on and so forth. Another important thing is, is when someone's financially tight, and sometimes because the ruchniistic people have agmas nefesh, that they can't give enough tzedakah more than they want to give, you need to speak to a rav about it, or a mayre hara, or a godoil to, to advise you on that because you will probably get a mixture of these two opposite approaches. On one hand, they will tell you that you come first. You have to make sure that you don't become dependent on other people, and therefore, by you giving excess tzedakah, you'll put yourself in a financial debt, or it'll create more conflict. Then they may tell you, in your scenario, you give less tzedakah out. You spend it on your own family needs, or your own wife's needs, your own husband's needs, or whatever it is. They may tell you that. Or they may tell you, in the opposite end is, to go beyond your comfort level somewhat and give a little more tzedakah that opens up the passageways and the pipes of hashba to come to you. You will get a, probably a mixture of those two approaches when you speak to Amayre Hayra, but you need to speak to someone and ask Atracha not to feel guilty when, when you're told that Das Taira right now is you hold back and don't give that much tzedakah. Or sometimes, yes, go out of your comfort zone and do give tzedakah. Another thing is to realize, like Ramosha said about health insurance, life insurance is not a chasaran and betachin. Ramilla used to say it all the time, putting money in a bank to save for retirement is a normal, healthy hishtablas. And the one of the greatest bali betachin was Ravik Damilla and it's recommended to learn Shabi Tochen with his parish, with other Pirushim, that even though we know about levels of Betochen where, like the Mun, there was no bank in the account, the food may not, you know, was only for that day, but nevertheless, you have a Psak from G'dayla Yisrael, that this concept of, in a normal way, saving up in a 401k plan, saving up for life insurance, health insurance, working on um, types of things of it's not pleasant, but to, to, to work on the burial society aspects of things. And all these type of things are normal, normal, healthy ishtablis that does not contradict betachen. And if you're not sure, you ask a shaila about it and then not be afraid to do these things. 
And the realize is, is that your attitude and your midas is really key in no matter what matzif you're in. We have to be done the kavzchus ourselves. If we are financially tight and we're very nervous about it, we understand it's an esayin and, and, and understand that we have a leeway with it. But to also understand that if we work hard on it, work on Amidais, to realize that Ta'akadosh Baruch Hu character matters more than money, more than wealth, and therefore if, if character and Midais were mean more Ta'akadosh Baruch Hu than wealth, for us also, we need to say, for us, our Midais are more important than our wealth or lack of it. And we're not going to mistreat our husband or wife because we have very little money, or on the reverse, which happens a lot, is when we have a lot of money. No. And that's a very important thing. These times of nisyanis, for some by having too little money, by some by having a lot of money and headaches that way, is a nisyan that Hashem gives you, and it's meant for your benefit to help you. But don't let it ruin you. Notice what the pitfalls are, ask Hashem for siyat deshmaya, and then connect with each other. Of course, if you're tight, it's hard. You'll get upset if your wife spends $100 that maybe bought, should have bought something on sale and it didn't happen. A husband needs to know to be calm and realize they could talk things over but not get upset, not get angry. And sometimes it is important, even if it's tight, to give your wife or your husband what they need in a particular thing. He needs a particular safer that will give him nachas ruach and it's Hanukkah time and you want to buy for him. Technically, we can't afford it. Sometimes you will be told as an Eitzatayva, yes, buy it for him. Or you tell your wife with a dress, it's not in worse shape, it's not in terrible shape, but she does need one and she wants one with that shaitl. And sometimes if you speak to a, 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 a spiritual advisor, whatever it is, they'll say, there's certain things that even though you can't technically really fully afford it right now, that you need to do it anyway. But then there are other things that are way beyond the pale. Well, they'll say, no, on this, let's call, you know, they'll call them together and say, Enochanami, Halavai, you should have this, but right now it's not feasible. So there's a balance, and you need Hadracha, so you get the Hadracha. You increase your emotional and spiritual connection with your spouse by davening together, by working together, by asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give you a feeling of calmness, and of Yishavadas to realize Hashem Royi Lo Yachsar, to say over the capital Kuf Gimel in Tehillim, Hashem is my shepherd, Lo Yachsar. And it's, um, my, my distress and squeeze that I feel now is not because of my spouse not being able to provide for me. Cholila to say that, especially if they're doing everything they possibly could. But rather, it's more Hashem wants it this way right now, not to blame each other for it, not to learn, and it's not easy, not to get overwhelmed by it, but work together, cut expenses in a normal way together, not crazy, show your children how to live with dignity despite this tightness, to know when sometimes you need to accept from others tzedakah temporarily, and to do that when you need to. Don't let a financial crisis become a marital crisis. A marriage matters much more than your bank account of what you have or what you don't have in there. And it's very, very important. And the key really is, and I had one of the main shurim that touched upon a lot of the subject that we are talking about today, financial intimacy. 
And I want to be add the same Devartaira that I ended that shear there. I want to end that shear over here, which is very important. This is important for people who, Baruch Hashem, are well off and have a lot of money, where there is a danger of it being misused and causing things to deteriorate. And this is a good advice for people who are very financially tight now. And let's start with that. If you're very financially tight now, and you're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give you more Parnassah, a big sipaka nefesh that will help with this tefillah is to say and to remember the Svas Emes' vart on the Pasuk of Yevarechecha, Hashem v'yishvarecha. He says a beautiful pshat there. He says, Yevarechecha Hashem. Hashem should bless you. Meaning, you should have a flow of overwhelming flow of parnasa berevach. Not just what you mean, not need in the in the in the hundreds, but in the thousands and in the hundreds of thousands, Ken Yerbu, and if, you know, whatever, more Shefa and more Shefa, and more money and more money, and without worries. However, because we know from Gechomish, it says Befeirish in Sefer Dvarim very often, and in other places, look at Pasha's Akev, other places, that you, because of Hashem's Hashbav giving you good, you will use that to rebel against them. Your heart will come elevated, and you'll forget God. Or that you kicked away Hashem when you became fat. So you tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu as part of that bracha, and this is part of the bracha, is Hashem, He will bless you, but then He will watch you so that that bracha does not turn into something negative to pull you away from Hashem, but will help you get closer to Hashem. So when you're financially tight and you're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help, you put it this way, you say, Ata Hashem, Hashem, shower me tremendous bracha. And if you're worried, in other words, a lot of times it's told that I say that Hashem would say, wait a minute, I'm ready to give this to you, but if I give it to you, I know you're going to become complacent. You'll become lazy. You'll become more self-centered. You'll become more egotistical. You will learn less hours. You'll daven less. You'll give even less tzedakah. You'll become more egocentric by running after vacations and who knows what and forgetting your tachlis in life. So you tell Hashem, Hashem, please help that doesn't happen to me. Together with that flow of bracha, I sincerely hope, I only want this hashefa so I should have yishav adas and achavas adas and peace of mind to serve you better. And please, with that shefa, I'm asking you to give me a shmira. It should not get to my head. It should not screw up my head. It should keep me focused and, and, and increase in my Avaidas Hashem. That I'll daven more. I will learn more. I will do chesed more from this shefa that, that happens. And that is where Hashem gets nachas ruach from such a bakasha. And, then, and, and when that does happen, God willing, and with all you remember this, especially whether in younger years or you hit a bump in the road now, Hashem is going to help. And he will think, turn things around and will give you more panos of revach, a new job, a bigger apartment. And, and so, something will come to lighten the load, and Hashem will give you your, your whatever. But then catch yourself. Catch yourself. Don't use this wealth to turn away from Him. And for all of you that Baruch Hashem are well off, that have money, that have, don't have to worry about it at all, reevaluate now and say, Hashem, help me with that Vishmarecha. Whatever happened till now. Please, you, you gave me the bracha, Baruch Hashem. Please, you ask it for it to continue. But also ask the Yishmarecha. Please, Hashem, help us that our head should be screwed on straight. Help us from now on use our finances in healthy ways. 
Not to overspend in crazy, crazy ways that will be destructive. Not to spoil ourselves or our children in self-indulgence, but rather just to be happy with what we have, to increase it somewhat, kolakavod, 100%, do what you need to do, but always with the purpose of realizing it to be moisif and add to the serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to help our marriage when HaShalom bias. To not cause us to drift away from each other because it is money where he's just giving her stuff but not attention. She's just running in her own world, buying whatever she wants to buy without wanting to deeply connect with her husband. No. Don't let Shalom Bayes become a carbon of financial tightness, but also don't let Shalom Bayes become a carbon because of financial security and flow. Don't let a financial crisis, and we call a financial crisis a crisis of having struggling financially, but a financial crisis is when you have tons of money too. It can be a tremendous financial crisis because you're not handling it well. And don't allow it to become a marital crisis. Don't allow it to affect your Avedis Hashem in any way, shape, whatsoever. So this idea of financial intimacy, two words that usually do not connect with one another, but here it does, to create that warmth, to create that love, to create that commitment by, by, by using that money aspect and the lack of it and the budgeting in a way to deeply, out of respect and love, work with each other, creates a tremendous bond of closeness. A lot of people that are married a long time said, and Baruch Hashem, things got better, and the, the, the financial tightness got a lot better. And they remember those lean years, and they remember that when they had the Ahava and Achva and Shalom, and their kids thrived, and they, their most beautiful memories come from even that time when they were financially tight. Don't let it Ruin your Yishavadas, daven for it, hope for it. You could always ask for more. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to ask for more. But in the right approach, like we discussed, the Hashem shower on us all brachas, the material brachas, the spiritual brachas. We need a healthy body and we need a healthy soul. We need both. Hashem wants them to be partners, serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, guf over nefesh b'yachan. So we need finances, we need money. It is important, used in the right healthy way. Bracha natzlacha.